Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> You don't have the access to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. President reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> where should I begin? Oh, well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I, you know where I'm going to start at? I'm going to start right here. Check this out. You're going to like this, okay? I heard from my buddy whose girlfriend, girlfriend told her that her husband's co-worker from New Jersey told him that some Canadian guy that he ran into uh, last year said that he heard from some American that was visiting from California that said that their third cousin claimed that Trump grabbed a steering wheel of the car. <laughs> Hutchinson, I, you have to have some type of serious problem if you are going to take what this woman said seriously, that somebody told her who told him that this is what happened. That's first and foremost. There has to be mentally something not firing. You ain't firing on all cylinders at all if you're buying into that load of crap because that's exactly what it is. So she goes out of her way to make that statement and she did a great job. I hope they paid her very well for the show that she put on. She had the whole look that she was very concerned and she talked real softly because, you know, she, she can't believe it was so devastating. He, he took his, his hand. Yeah, okay. Does anybody here believe, honestly, that Donald Trump dove to the front of the limo Grab the steering wheel. <laughs> a Secret Service agent grabs Donald Trump. There you go, one arm's locked up. And then, while they're explaining to Donald Trump that he can't go back to the White House, he decides to use his free hand to choke out another Secret Service agent. <laughs> I mean, I, Superman, right? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these people? This has nothing to do with that. And to be honest with you, with all this nonsense that's going on with January 6th, because this is just the latest, and I'm gonna, the, the whole reason I'm even talking about this is because there was a very specific reason that this was done on the day that it was done, and it was called in specially to be done, and I'll get into that in a second. But, you know, if 
They were so serious about security, and they were so worried about the Capitol on the 6th last year. Uh, would Nancy Pelosi like to respond to the fact that she was repeatedly, she repeatedly received intelligence that there could potentially be a possibility, you see how we're just going here, that there may be some violence on January 6th, and not only would she like to um, you know, increase uh, security and police presence while they were there, but she was also offered by Trump's Pentagon 10,000 National Guard to be there, which she turned down. Okay. I see that that gets lost in all of this because, you know, we're just trying to point a finger at Trump. That's the main thing here, right? Okay. That's number one. Number two, her little claims about Trump diving and doing all the shucking and jiving and being the kung fu master. Okay. <laughs> the drunken kung fu master. Yeah. Okay. All that nonsense. The actual Secret Service agents that were involved with him at that exact moment are willing to testify under oath that that was a load of crap. So that kind of punched a little hole in your story right there. Now, is the January 6th committee going to have those guys on and talk to them and see what they have to say about it? No, of course not, because this is not about truth. It's not about finding the truth. January 6th tri uh, committee is not about truth. It had never been about truth, and it's very important that you understand that. This is a show. They're trying to use this. I keep saying this, number 1A, if they can find anything that they can hang their hat on possibly to, to make sure that Trump cannot run again in 2024, they're going to do that. <clears throat> number two, they're trying to use this as a smokescreen for things that are truly going on. Right now, we're a complete mess in the United States. Everybody's focused on what they should be focused on, <clears throat> excuse me, which are gas prices, uh, inflation, which is the, you know, uh, geopolitical nonsense that's happening overseas. You're watching, you know, uh, America crumble for, a be for better or worse. So you're paying attention to your common day-to-day -day life items. Also, <laughs> the main reason that they decided to call in this special session for January 6th is because on Tuesday, this came out. Check it out. Another topic. A lot of stories about Hunter Biden surfacing this week. So to ensure the independence of the investigation, would the president support the appointment of a special counsel? Well, first, the president has never had a conversation with the Department of Justice about any investigations into any member of his family. He said that during the campaign, and he will continue to abide by that. So I appointed the Department of Justice for any additional steps they would take. They would make those decisions independently. Is there any concern that they're not going to be necessarily seen as being able to make the decisions independently if the White House chief of staff is out saying that uh, the president is confident his son did not break the law? Well, that's something the president has said, and certainly we would echo. But in the same answer to that question, Peter, during an interview this week on ABC, Ron Klain also said the Justice Department is independent and they will make their own decisions. And the president has said that he never spoke to his son about his overseas business dealings. Is that still the case? Yes. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 815 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article released the thing on online. It's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. It was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. All right. That was Daddy Biden admitting 
because now it's an open admission. That is a message that he left for his son about his business dealings, which means that all the times that sleepy creepy told you that he didn't know anything about what Joe Biden, I mean, what Hunter Biden is doing in his business dealings. He doesn't know anything because they don't talk business at all. You know, it's an anomaly. The first father that I have ever seen in my life that has a son who's being successful and he's got these big, great positions and he's making tons of money that doesn't want to know anything about what he's doing. It's, it's, it's an anomaly. It's amazing because most dads were proud. We're so proud of our sons. We want to tell everybody, you're going to beat your chest. Look at how good my boy's doing. Man, he's making big, you know, he's making big bucks. He's on the board of a, uh, directors. What a great kid. He's doing such a great job. I'm so proud of him. He's doing a great thing right now. That's what most fathers would do. But no, not sleepy creepy. He doesn't want to know anything about what the crackhead's doing, which that's probably why he doesn't want to know is because he knows his son's bowing all them rocks up. <laughs> so, but no, first one in history. What this all really came down to is that since this dropped, that proves to the United States, to all the people in the United States, that Joe Biden is a liar. Now, at least on my side of the aisle, we all know he was a liar. We know he's a liar. We know he's a racist. We know he's a dirtbag. We know he's got a piss poor personality. We know he's a nasty old man. We're aware of this. Hey, you know, we never looked at him as the great healer and just, oh, nice old Grandpa Joe, look at him coming down the road eating all that vanilla ice cream, sniffing people's hair. No, we weren't. We're not like that. We we know and see what the man truly is. The man is a lifelong politician. He's a liar. He's mean. He's nasty. He's a terrible person. Okay. But they needed to cover up for him because now everybody's going to see that. Well, oh, he lied to us. Well, if he lied to us about that, what else is Sleepy Creepy lying to us about? So what did they do? They call this emergency meeting. They have this come out. They give you some third-hand information that's really, oh, my God. So that way every news outlet can run that story and bury the true story of <clears throat> Joe Biden lying and actually knowing exactly what his son was doing, which is what we all know he knew in the first place. So it's just a smokescreen. The January 6th trial or committee or hearings or whatever the hell you want to call them, <clears throat> up to this point, have they told you anything that you did not already know? No. All they've done is try to dramatize it. They've tried to turn it into a movie, into a sitcom. They got all the music and <clears throat> everything. They really want you to get involved and like bring all that hate and that frustration back up so you're just pissed off again at that one side. And, you know, come November, they're hoping that that'll sway you to vote their way. <sighs> the Democrats are going to get their uh, rear ends handed to them in November. Most people see right through the smokescreen. I can't say all people, but most people do. And... I would like to congratulate <clears throat> at least a couple of left, <laughs> left-wing outlets, media outlets, that did come out and actually tell the truth and did report on the Secret Service agents saying that they were willing to testify under oath that that absolutely did not happen. It was amazing that they actually did come out and tell the truth for once, but they did. And I, I honestly think that, I know this is a side note, but... A lot of the reasons that these left-leaning news media outlets do things like that is they're still trying to 
uh, give you the perception and make you believe that, hey, you know, we're not biased. We cover both sides. Look, Joe Biden did that, and we said something about it. We didn't hide it from you, so you could trust us. We're a trusted source from news for news when 99.9% of every, everything else they're feeding you is nonsense. So that is my guess as to why they covered it. Um, but, yeah, this is all, again, it's, it's just, it's all a smokescreen to make sure that you are not paying attention to what's truly happening. You know, Joe Biden obviously knew what his son was doing. I mean, big surprise there. Uh, it would have been better for everybody to just run the story, but they didn't. They called in a special meeting when everybody was supposed to go out on break just to try to bury this story. That's it. They're just trying to protect this illusion that Joe Biden <clears throat> is this great person, which we all know at the time and even before this, he's not and has never been. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been a racist his entire career. Joe Biden's been a nasty person his entire career. Joe Biden's whole family's a disaster. There's so much drugs and alcohol and, and <clears throat> prostitution and dirty deals and all kinds of crap going on with that family. The whole family's a disaster. So they're doing damage control right now and trying not to allow you to hear about <coughs> the crackhead. All right. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat's still a little bit messed up from uh, being sick. Friday will be three weeks. It would be nice if that would go away. Some positive news, although I didn't think that it was as good as it could be. And I would certainly, I mean, this is just, you know, just scratching the surface. It needs to go way deeper. I don't believe that it will um, with the way that everything is in society right now. You have a two-tier justice system pretty much in every aspect of our lives. But Maxwell did get sentenced to 20 years for her participation uh, with Epstein. She was convicted on five different uh, counts, including transporting a minor for the purpose of criminal sexual act, conspiracy to entice minors to travel and engage in illegal sexual acts, and perjury related to statements that she made in 2016. So uh, she will do 20 years in prison. She's, what, 60 she might be just 60 years old. So she's looking at, if she gets out a couple years early for parole, late 70s. If she does the full ride, 80, could she still be alive? Yeah, sure, she could be. Uh, it's going to be a pretty hard life for her, her last 20 years you know, of life, because she's been used to a life of luxury. So the fact that she's now in a, uh, what? how big is a cell? Nine by six or something like that. I don't even know what a cell is. But it ain't, it ain't like you're living in a big room. You're living there, you get three hots in a cot. You know, you got to deal with some tough uh, inmates on the inside. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, a tough 20 years for her. Uh, but she deserves it. She was facing 55. You know, 55 definitely was a life sentence. 20 might even be a life sentence just depending on, uh, you know, they, they, it changes every year. And I don't remember um, what the life expectancy is for men and women right now. I, I want to say the last time I heard men was like 78, women was like 82. I could be off. Uh, it may not be that anymore. COVID, you know, during that whole fiasco may have changed some things. Maybe it's a little less, maybe it's a little more. Who knows? But you're right. She's in the mix right there. You're somewhere in the, ex, you know, average uh, life expectancy. So chances are that was a life sentence for her. <clears throat> now, the problem that I have with this is 
there needs to be more people prosecuted. There was a lot of people. There's been so much information floating around about who visited the island, who was he buddies with, who participated in these acts. And it seems like she's the scapegoat. Yeah, she's going to hold all the baggage. And that way they could say they just put it to bed that, yes, somebody did get charged. Look, we got her. She got 20 years. We did this. Hopefully all you victims are happy now. But honestly, Bill Clinton had a lot to do. He was there quite a bit. I mean, even that weird painting of Bill Clinton in a dress, which was extremely (laughs) awkward. (laughs) Um, There's probably a lot more there to unpack. I know that the prosecutor from Palm Beach County did say that there are many other players in this and it's not done. But as far as right now, nothing else has been said. And, And to me, that's not the most reassuring thing in the world, just that because you say, yeah, we're not done yet, means that you're actually not done, that something else is going to be done. I'd like to see action. You know, action speaks louder than words. And right now, I don't see any action happening. There's no additional uh, people getting picked up or lawsuits planned as of this moment. So she may be holding the baggage for everybody. And all she's getting is 20 years. Epstein got out easy. Uh, I guess <clears throat> he was going to face, you know, equal that or probably even more and do the rest of his life in prison. <clears throat> so I guess that would depend heavily on what you believe. If you are um, Christian or if you follow the Bible at all, Christian, Catholic, uh, Baptist, Protestant, whatever you are, if you follow the Bible at all, the fact of the matter that uh, is that if he took his life, believe me, he's paying for it. So if any of these girls... <clears throat> Uh, are of any of those denominations, then they sh- hopefully will get a little bit of peace knowing that he, you know, he may not pay it here, but he's paying now forever. Uh, he's a coward for taking the coward way out. You know, it's a lot of these people are, you know, it's like gunmen, you know, it's, it's easy to go out and, and cause all this carnage. And then you take the easy way out. You don't want to face time in prison. You, you don't want to go through the process. So you just take yourself out. That's a coward way out. Instead of standing in there and, yeah, I did it, and it is what it is, and go accept your punishment like most real men do. Uh, You know, he took the easy way out on that. So that ended up that. (laughs) Uh, January 6th got me mighty upset uh, looking at it. It's just, in my life up to this point, you know, you watch a lot of these things happen. And it gets to a point where at least, you know, the curtain has been pulled back and I see clearly and see what's happening around me. And, uh, you know, these smoke screens that they throw up, I know not a lot of people are watching January, the January 6th committee stuff, but even still, it, it, it bothers me because they really believe people are, are just that stupid. And I don't think people are stupid. What I think people are is misinformed. I think people aren't getting the right information because they're hiding it from you. They don't want you to have the right information. So unless you're willing to open your mind and say, okay, I'm not going to just feed into one side. I'll read all of it and let me see where it is. And you will find in the middle somewhere, you're going to find your truth. Uh, and, I, and that's an important thing. So it does get on my nerves because I just, it's insulting. You know, they, they think you're stupid. Yeah, oh, yeah, we can do this. Well, oh, hurry up, call a special meeting in. Well, let's do that because you guys are, are, are stupid. So 
All right, and my last one. New York, what the hell? You know, yesterday I'm giving you guys some type of praise for um, knocking out a ridiculous potential law that would allow people who are non-citizens to vote in our elections. And then I come across a story that a 29-year-old transgender male or, or was a male, <laughs> still is a male, uh, 29-year-old dressing up as a girl, ends up winning a skateboarding competition, beating out a real 13-year-old girl, taking first place and the prize money. <clears throat> Oh, where do I begin? Here, how about we start here? 29-year-old versus 13-year-old. That's already an issue. Uh, I'm, even if you're the same sex. I mean, really? Uh, we don't have any classification on ages. You know, a 29-year-old is much more experienced. They've tried many more things. They can do more tricks. Uh, they've had a lot longer in the sport versus a 13-year-old who's probably relatively new because, let's be honest, let's say you start skateboarding when you're five. At that point, you're only in it eight years. Well, the 29-year-old's in it 24 years. So that's my first problem. My second and probably biggest problem is that New York State, you guys are letting a 29-year-old man beat a 13-year-old little girl and take away her hopes and dreams. She was going to be the best because she is the best. In my opinion, she was the best. And she was going to get her trophy, and she was going to get her little $500 payout, and she was going to have a really, really good day, really a confidence booster, and probably felt great about herself, happy to take home the trophy. I don't know about her parents or not or how her life is, but maybe the $500 was just play money. Maybe the $500 she was looking forward to buying, maybe the latest and greatest gear that she needs for what she's doing. I don't know, but you guys allowed and you guys accepted that a 29-year-old man beat up a 13-year-old girl in that competition, and that was like, yeah, it's just like a normal day, man. It's normal business. <laughs> business as usual. Yeah, transgender, he won. Yeah, he's good. No, she, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Society has lost its mind that you think that's okay. You've lost your mind. Yeah, again, I would have been upset if it was a 29-year-old adult female, a real female. You know, a real woman. Yeah, I know the definition of a woman. <laughs> and you don't get to choose. It's, yeah, it's pretty clear what you are when you come out of the womb. But uh, if it was a 29-year-old woman, I'd have a problem with that. I, I would even say that's not fair. A 29-year-old woman, you should be competing with adults. 18 and up, you guys all compete together because you're all adults now. 13-year-old, I would have had a problem with I have a much larger problem because it was a man. Yeah, so this needs to stop in these women's sports. This needs to stop for these little girls. Uh, these little girls, you guys are taking everything away from them. They're not going to be interested in sports, and this all, all this crap has to come to an end. The only way it does, the only, the only way we return to sanity is people speaking out about it and not being afraid to be canceled or be called uh, – Oh, you're you you're a anti LGBT whatever you you you're transphobic. Good. If that's if that's the way you feel, great. I don't give a crap what you think. Because if you can't see that it's wrong that a 29 year old man is beating out a little 13 year old girl, taking away her dream, taking away her victory, 
then you know what? Good, I don't want to be associated with you anyways. I'm all good. <laughs> Works for me. Maybe it don't work for you, but I'm all right with it. All right, and that was my last one for today because yeah, I'm just going to end a little salty on that one. Uh, if you liked what you're hearing or seeing, please rate and review me. It's always a great help. Um, if you'd like to uh, follow me, I am on Truth, where is where I am most active, at The Real Little Joe. If you'd like to check out any videos I do, if you only listen to this in an audio format, you can find all my podcasts on video on YouTube at Little Joe CC or Rumble at Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Beyond that, it's Thursday. Don't miss tomorrow's episode because we got some more Supreme Court uh, nominee, Supreme Court uh, decisions coming out today. I'm always behind. And uh, they should be pretty big ones. It's going to be related to uh, remain in Mexico and see how much power the government has in regulating our energy sector. <clears throat> so tomorrow's will be a good episode. And I have my fun fat fact for you. And I'm feeling pretty fat this week. So it's going to be a good one. <laughs> have a great rest of the day. We'll do it again tomorrow.